May I have your attention, please? Welcome to Lightly Season. We're two ladies representing the real Los Angeles touch on the hottest topics and current events across the world. The show is so informative. I just love it. They will drop fresh insights that will help you grow your entrepreneurial spirit, love yourself unconditionally, and live your best life. Let's go. Are you ready to start striving instead of just surviving? The show starts with your host, Brandy and Nini, right now. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Lightly Season Podcast. This is Brandy. What's up? This is Nene. Hey, y'all. We hope you guys are doing well. We are all out here on a vacation in Los Angeles. They got us on lockdown, but I hope you're enjoying um, the quality time with your friends and family and just being uh, yes, humble. I agree. Thanks, you guys, <laughs> for hanging out with Lightly Season Podcast. Boy, do we have fire for you today. Oh, yeah. Not only do you get to hang out with us two Los Angeles native girls for happy hour, but we got another amazing native girl coming to put it down. More women rocking it out. Yes, we do. And before we um, get into everything that's going on with this podcast that um, we know you're going to enjoy today, we hope you enjoy, brother. Um, Nini. What is the weather like and how has it been in Los Angeles? Man, so it's about 61 degrees to today. Um, it's been raining, but, you know, again, 61 degrees. The corona got everything shut down, so we're not really getting much outside time to play with each other. But, you know, I, I'm enjoying the quality time, and uh, I hope you guys are too. And uh, it's it's good to, you know, relearn each other, so... um the weather has everybody sitting down and, you know, playing board games. And I, I rock it out. I feel that. It's cloudy. Um, it's breezy. And, you know, it's still Los Angeles weather yeah. with or without the corona. Very humbling. Very humbling. Um, so with that being said, um, how was your week this week? Man, my week was, um, it was super cool. Uh, you know, I, uh. The, like I said, the Corona guy, everything shut down. So, you know, it's, I seen this quote that said, um, since you can't go out, you might as well go within. So, you know, I meaning, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of stretching, a lot of, um, you know, working, trying to get ahead of the curve, trying to get ahead of the game. And, you know, I still been staying pretty busy. Um, even when I want to relax. So, um, my week has, has been very productive, um, I, I don't have a lot to report as far as like going out to happy hour because we kind of keeping our distance. We've but happy hour at home. We got happy. That's what I'm saying, you know. But um, other than that, you know, um, it's pretty pretty productive, man. Pretty productive. How was your week? My week was good. My week was very good. Um, you know, like you said, it's very humbling to be at home and just trying to, uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of stuff that we had planned this week that we couldn't get done. Um, you know, but one of the biggest things we got done, which, you know, we hope you guys enjoy today and just want to yes. say, we hope that you guys are, you know, this is very humbling for us all. We hope that you guys are remaining positive and, you know, just meditating and focusing on family and friends right now. Um, so 
you know. And don't uh, run from that. Embrace it. Yeah, definitely. You know, we got to ride the wave right now, you know, because it will let up. Nothing stays the same. Um, so, you know, and also we, we just want to let you guys know we're going to, um, you know, we we the interview that we had, which uh, you're about to hear, um, was very um, a, a great experience for us. We enjoyed it. Um, we learned a lot from it. It was something that we honestly, um, you know, didn't expect, but you know what? It, it, it was very, very good. And, you know, we, we are evolving as a podcast and you will see that each week. So we hope you guys continue to vibe with us and grow with us for another happy hour. Yes. Yes. Um, we are trying to, uh, you know, um, just maintain and, and, you know, grow on our platform. And we hope that you guys, um, watch our growth as you grow as well. Um, and we're very honest and sincere about uh, what we're doing right now. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy the interview, um, and with Miss Cheryl Cobb and we'll go ahead and take it from here. And the interview speaks for itself. Experience and a beautiful person. Yes. Yes. Enjoy, guys. Today, we have the pleasure in sitting down with a master in the entertainment industry who has been in the business for over 25 years, managing some of the industry's top artists. She has a book out now called 10 Dirty Little Secrets, giving you the game on building a foundation and having a successful career in a tough industry that no one has told you about. She wants you, too, to be successful on your journey. Cheryl Cobb, how did this all start for you? Okay, so the long story, um, well, let's see. I'll go in between. Uh, I started years ago, uh, actually, you know, at, right out of high school, I went to this organization called Up With People. It's an international organization. Okay. Um, I was, I think I was 16 years old when I graduated on a Sunday and then on, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday. And then on Sunday, I left to go to Tucson, Arizona to join this organization that I thought I wanted to be a part of, didn't know much about it, got there, it was a culture shock, but um, I immediately went there to Mexico, and I started traveling around the world with this group called Up With People, it's an international foreign exchange organization where we did this show, the show is our vehicle to get into communities, and we built uh, goodwill and really bridges of understanding with cultures. We, um, I stayed in host families everywhere I went. I went every three days. We were in another city, another state, another country. And I lived with families. Sometimes I remember living in Mexico, um, staying with a family that didn't even speak uh, Spanish. And at the time, my Spanish wasn't that good either. Wow. But um, yeah, so I started out with other people. We would do a show. We did uh, community services. I left there, uh, went back to college. And when I got out, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be in the entertainment industry, and I got a job working for. I mean, there's a long journey to it, but my yeah, first that job like an experience. in the entertainment industry was um, at William Morris Agency. I was an assistant agent at William Morris in the literary department. Um, I started there with a, <laughs> which was not a good experience for me. I didn't have, uh, I had no idea what the entertainment industry was about uh, in the agency arena. So I thought I was just going to be an assistant. I was going to see these celebrities and I was going to be helping them. And then I found out that, uh, no, I'm an assistant and I was getting yelled at and screamed at and things weren't even my fault. <laughs> I didn't understand that culture because I didn't come from a culture. If you yelled and screamed in my culture, then there was something else that was going to happen after that. <laughs> so when that lady yelled and screamed at me, I was like, what in the world? This went on every day and I was like, I can't be here. But it was a great experience. That was my start. 
And then I uh, talked to some friends, a very good friend of mine that was in love with people uh, that I met there years ago. His name was Frank Gatson. You may know him. He's a creative director. He worked with Beyonce and Michael Jackson and yeah, and Brandy and very big name in the industry. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. But he's he's like my best friend. And um, I called him up. He was working, I think, with Michael Jackson at the time. And I said, hey, I want to get on the road. I got to get out of this job. I want to get, I, I should be here in this corporate America. So he said, um, I will, I'll introduce you to um, Michael Jackson's uh, tour manager, which he did. Uh, I'll tell you that story later. Wow. We'll talk about tenacity and pushing forward. But long story short, that led me to a journey. I landed my first job with Luther Vandross as the hospitality director. Okay. It was the lowest <laughs> job on the totem pole. I was uh, doing dressing rooms, basically meet and greets and doing media and doing his dressing room. That's when Luther was doing the yo-yo diet. He was going up and down and up and down. Oh, with his diet. yeah. But that was me every day fixing, making sure he had his meals, his furniture, pipe and drapery, heating. I mean, this guy was a perfectionist. So I, I learned with the absolute best. Luther is was so amazing. God bless his soul. But he was so conscious of everything around him. So um, I would do his dressing rooms. And um, I would do, it was funny because his instrument was so important to him. I would go in and cover the vents, the heating vents, because he didn't like cold air. So every wow. studio, every arena we went into, I would go in and I would cover the heating vents, put um, a humidifier in the room, heat the room up, and then he would come in and the whole room would be warm and not an inch of air leaking through the vents. And he would come in and take this big bowl and he would put his face and cover it with a towel and just open up his vocal yeah. cords. This is every day. And wow. he would go in there and he could, if he, once he got on stage, if it was a long, wrong light, he would be singing here. And he would be like, hey, turn that light over there. I need a green one right there. You sing the wrong note right there. Oh, I need a little one more song. Wait a minute, hold on. He, everything, he knew everything that was going on around wow. him. Yeah. So I watched him and groomed myself by him being, you know, the example. And I, he set the bar so high. So wow. I was a part of that. Year, uh, months later, he brought me in to go do his European tour. I moved up from the hospitality director to a tour manager for the um, London Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. And that was all these guys were, were from uh, London. They were British. And they played in the background for Luther. They played the orchestra and we did a world tour. And I handled them. They gave me a really, really hard time. Really hard time. But we had to uh, gain some mutual respect they thought that I was just some young girl, African-American girl that didn't know their culture. And it was like, who are you? We're the Royal Philharmonic. But um, I, you know, I had a little bit of uh, some corporate background and uh, they didn't know my background at the time, but I used the skills that I'd learned in my past. And somehow we started seeing eye to eye mm. and they gained some respect for me. I gained some respect for them and we went on and had a very successful tour. Wow. So that's, that's awesome. where I started. That was my first job in the industry. It was the best I learned, and I went on from there to work with several people. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but that's how I got my beginnings. Wow. That's, that's, that's similar to the question that I was going to ask you next is how did you handle being in the male dominant industry, not only being a woman, but an African American woman at that? <laughs> I'm still in that industry. <laughs> you know what? Confidence. Confidence, and I think a lot—a lot has to do with where I'm from. 
because where I'm from, I went to Block High School, I'm from South Central, you, you don't take the energy, but you take the knowledge and the experience, what you learn from your brothers and sisters and your friends from school where we right. grew up tenderly. Yeah. You know, we, we, you had to have some... And, and sure, you're so humble. Like, so true. It's, 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 a, it's like you are um, amazing at what you do. And, you know, you have these, this humble beginning, but yet, you know, you, you come across as if you just started yesterday. Can you give, can you, can you give me like some examples of like the, some of the biggest obstacles that you faced in, in throughout your career? Like, you know, well, let me start with answering that about men. Okay. With men. Please. Because you've got to be a boss lady to work with Which men. you are. And so I, I okay, thank you. Absolutely. I that. Um, Listen, we learned it from you. Okay. Well, I'm here <laughs> yes, to teach. Yes, we are. <laughs> I am here to teach. You know, it's interesting because when women... Uh, I'll tell you a little story. My mom read my book. And she says, you. she says, well, sweetie, um, I love the book. There's two little things that I want to talk to you about. And I said, well, she says, well, I think that you could have found better words. It's just, just the two little parts of the book. <laughs> just, you know, found a better word. I said, uh-oh, sorry, mom. She says, I mean, but after I read the book, I really understood at that point that you had to use those words to get your message across. And I said, you know, mom, that's the reason. Because when women are aggressive, yes. they call us the B word. Yes. And I did use that word in the book, and I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> and um, when men do it, they're powerful. They're, they're boss. Absolutely. You know, they're boss so men. True. So you have to be a boss woman in a, in a boss world. And you do. But you know what? It's a man's world, but they're... they're they can't get anywhere without a woman. No doubt about so that. So I brought the finesse, and I could smile, yes. but I mean what I say, and I say what I mean, and I get what I want. But I do it. I don't have to. I don't have to fuss and yell and scream. You just do it with finesse and ask the right way. And when they don't, you get aggressive and be very serious. That's what makes it. you a boss. <laughs> That's what makes you a boss. You have listen. I I personally have uh, read your book and everybody it is nothing short of amazing i um i I personally have uh one of my favorite quotes is your word means everything quote your word is all you have therein lies your integrity please elaborate well that's all you have when you're in this business and you tell somebody to show up and they're paying you to show up don't show up, guess what happens? That gets to the rest of the industry. So say you have a tour coming up and you're supposed to show up for a performance and people are paying money to come and see you. And then you show up late and then the promoter's upset. The audience is upset. If you got 10,000 people out there, everybody has a friend or two. Right. So they tell one person, that's 20,000 people that know that you're a screw up and you're late and you didn't show up on time. And if they tell another friend, that's 30,000. And this is how things happen. So it goes through the industry and they know that you're not reliable. So you have to be, all you have is your word. That's a great. And when you really show up, people then begin to respect exactly. you. Exactly. That is rules to live by. Those yeah. are life lessons. Yes. Those. That's like, you know, that carries you through life, not just in your, your work, yes. but you know, as a person, 
you know, your word is everything, you know, as I was reading this book and uh, me personally having some background in the entertainment myself, I, I just, um, I am so, um, let me think of the word. I am so um, moved by all the, all the people that you work with in this 10 dirty little secrets. Um, you have all the ammunition to dish the dirt that keeps the entertainment fueled. You work side by side for many years with these people, yet your book is flying off the shelf. How is this possible? Oh, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> Integrity, once again. Because another thing, just like I said before, you showing up late, you're not showing up, has a lot to do with integrity and trust. And when people trust you, that's everything. That's all you have is your word. So if I went out and talked about you and this client, and that client, you think I'm going to work in the industry? No. Nobody's going to hire you. So you have to... Um, but this is... I'm, I'm sorry, but this is how so many of, 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 of the people thrive because this is a multi-billion dollar business. And, you know, this is how the magazine sells. This is how TMZ makes their money. This this is and, and, and you have the option to to go and air out any and everything that you have come across and make a buku amount of money. But for you to do things the way you did and to have this blueprint up for the industry and people who want to get started or just, you know what, to me, it's the blueprint to life, I to totally be honest with, with you. So, you know, you having that option and you choosing integrity, that's a choice. Oh, yeah. So let's give yourself some credit here. Aww, yes. You know, it's really, it really is a choice. I have no interest. I, I want to work. And I love people, and I want to see the best in people. So it doesn't uh, it doesn't benefit me by tearing somebody down, nor do I want to be torn down. And that is the reason why you've been so successful. I that agree. is it. That's that's the key. Thank you, Thank you very much. I what is the you. most important lesson you you that you can you know teach us out here who um, that you've learned uh, through man through through your career throughout management and um, just being in the industry, period. Ten dirty little secrets. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's the answer. You know? It is, I tell you. It's, it's it. ten dirty little secrets. And I'm telling you, those little secrets are impacted because it seems so simple. But when you actually when they actually affect your life, you find out, wait a minute, I really need to understand this like the first chapter that says you're gonna get fired. That's something that it seems menial. But when I tell you you're going to get fired, you're going to get fired. And, That's true. And it's not going to feel good. I vouch. And so when you take little things like that, I talk about how to heal from that. What's yeah. the healing process? What's the steps to recovery? Because it will take you out. And so you want to learn how to, you know, be able to absorb those type of painful incidents and turn your life around and use them for the positive. Because if you can take that, you can take anything. Because yeah. you know what? They're not your maker. He's your maker. Everything that you know, you know. And nobody can take that away. You have your portion. I have mine. Right. Mine belongs to me. And so whatever I know, I'm never, ever, ever going to let anybody take from me. So fire me. Wow. Okay? I'm going to pull my bootstraps up and I'm going to move on it. to the next. I love it. And somebody will see a gift in me. 
somebody else will give me an opportunity or either I'll make an opportunity. I love it. I love it. I wanted to ask you, um, oftentimes people can become unsure about their passion and their purpose in life. How did you know that, that you wanted to pursue a, a career in the entertainment industry? How did you know? Innate. It's an innate feeling, I promise. I've known since I was five years old. Wow. Literally five years old. I remember um, in my neighborhood, there was, right next door to my mom's house, it was uh, they had this little brick wall. And I would sit on this brick wall, I promise. I would sit on the brick wall and I'd go outside. And there was this band that used to crawl, uh, across the street from my house that used to play. And it had all these now, like really big time musicians, like Patrice Russian and Duke, and Duke Chancellor, some re really big musicians. That's where I met John Carter. And just Jimmy Taylor was all these really great musicians. And I would sit there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to do that. I was five years old. I remember wanting to do it. And then I saw um, Michael Jackson. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, he was, yeah, so instrumental in all of our lives. Go down. Yeah. To the, to the front bricks and I would sit there, I promise, and I would wait for Michael Jackson to pull up because he was going to pull up and I was going with him. Oh, I wow. knew, I, oh yeah, oh. I knew he was coming to get me and I was going to be in the industry. I don't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to sing. I'm not a good singer. Dance, act, produce, but I'm, you know, then I, I tried it all, but I landed, but I knew that I was going to do it, but I waited and everything I've done since then, I've never had a job that didn't involve some type of entertainment and when i did uh, take this one corporate job it still was in the in, around entertainers but I, I just knew it so it was an innate feeling and, and i've had that eye the gift for talent for a very long time and i'm also a musician oh that gives me confidence because it, it kind of just gives you if, if you get into that field or area, like you said, you try different things, but you found what was best for you in the industry, entertainment industry. I've done it all. I used to be the answer. I think we <laughs> all kind of know. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's on another level to take initiative and to stay focused and to execute against everything that comes your way. Because yeah. like, you know, you said, Cheryl, you know, uh, you, you're going to get fired. <laughs> so oh, you're gonna that. get some doors like slammed in yes. your face. Some doors yeah. What do, you do? what do you do? Go home and cry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then wait, wait, and then you get mad. Right. Yes. You're like you have a tendency sometimes to go. You know, I can't stand them anyway. Yeah. Right. Oh, everybody's stupid. They're so dumb. You know. But <laughs> obviously, you took some lessons from that. Oh no, no. These are all the steps, and then you start feeling sorry for yourself. Right. And then you get depressed. Oh, I love this stuff. And then once you're depressed, you're like, oh my God, I mean, you just want to lay down and die. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I just, you, you're lost. Yeah. And then you go to a period, if you really look deep inside yourself and accept what it is, because nobody is your maker. He's your maker. So you know what? You That's your like foundation. Me. That is you your like foundation. Me. Or I'll find somebody else. Mm -hmm. So then when you go to a period of acceptance and then forgiveness. I love it. Forgiveness. And after that, mm. and now maybe, you know, and forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself for being so, you know, feeling like you were taken out of the game. Yeah. Forgive the people that, you know, fired you because you know what? Mm, they'll find somebody else and so will you. You move on. You and get so score. will you. <laughs> so And you have you. to remember that. <laughs> and so will you. So will you. Word of the day. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you, uh, this book is so good. Like, I love this book. Thank you. I love this book. And all the secrets are a key to success. But in particular, there's two secrets that stuck with me, that okay. stuck out to me. I like to know what they are. Um, uh, one being a uh, dirty little secret number nine, pick your battles. Okay. The way you handled the scenario 
with so many artists being involved was such a boss move to me. Right, right. You made an executive decision that was a win-win for everybody. Um, not giving anything away in general. How do you think uh, to handle a scenario that way, knowing it could have gone bad for everybody? Those are the, those are the uh, that's the chance you take. It's just like gambling. But you know what? When you know something, like I said before, yeah. you know it. So, and you have to trust what you know. Brandy says that all the time. You're so right. No, I love this book. Yeah. I love this book. There's yeah. a lot of confirmations, but a lot of learning. Yeah. I appreciate oh, it. I really do. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to help you. And let me tell you something about knowing what you know and taking a chance. And sometimes it doesn't always work out. Sometimes, you know, it gets thrown in your face. Yes. And that's where I talk about myself, throwing myself under the bus, where everything I do hasn't yes. always worked. Most of it has. But sometimes <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. you know. But you take a chance on what you know. And then you use finesse because there's a way to talk to people. You don't always have to go yelling, screaming, and cursing and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. You talk to people. You talk yes. to them with business. You reason with them. You find out what's important to them, what's what you know, what they value, and see if there's a common thread. And then you negotiate from there. So that's how I pick my battles. And when I know I can't win, I go, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to let you make that choice. This is what can happen. I'll go with you either way. But these are the consequences because for every cause, there's an effect. Absolutely. Yeah, that was awesome. And then follow up on the follow up Ooh. and follow up. Mm. So that. Oh, I like the way you said that. Say it again. Follow up, up on the follow, follow up. up. And then, then follow up. How you did that? I read, I wrote it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Girl. I, I wrote that just like you said. <laughs> I love that. Um, how you how you called the executive, telling him you were going to be his next assistant, and you know even though he had an assistant and his life was moving, yes. you followed through with everything he asked you for. And then when you asked him for ten minutes of his time, and then when you finally got it, I don't want to say anymore. Read the book. Read the read the book. book. It's a true story. I promise read you the book. It's a true story. That was such another boss move. I was like, okay. Okay. Yes, check out this book, man. Where no, it's you watch our girl with plenty of boss moves. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, this book is very instrumental uh, to me. Like I said, I, I'm really enjoying uh, this book. I'm gonna read it again because it is a book that you can read, um, you know, quick. Yes. But it is the key and foundation to life. Period. In general, I really, really enjoyed this book. I couldn't put it down, and for. for the, the the one being you're gonna get fired, mm -hmm. it gives you confidence. It gives you a little bit of comfort, you know. But you gotta keep it pushing. You gotta keep it. Sure. Gotta what keep is the most important factor that you want people to retain from your experiences? That's a good question. If this is what you love doing, do it. Don't let anybody tell you that. Wow. You Say that again. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. And you, some people may not agree with you. Like I said, everybody, everything's not for everybody. But what you do, you know, it's funny because sometimes when I work for American Idol, I would I would audition 17,000 people a day. Well, not just me, but me and a team of about 20 people. We would go through 17,000 people a day interviewing them to be on this little show at the time, which ended up being the number one show in the world, was American Idol. And I would see all these people some of them were horrible, but they believed in themselves. It takes a lot of courage to get in front of people and go, da-da-da, 
you know, look at me. That is you so know, true. Can you see I have the ick factor? Pick me, pick me, choose me. And so, and it hurts. Yeah. So, hey, it, I don't care what anybody says. If you feel like you have it, home in on your skills. Practice, 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 and don't give up. Just keep pushing. And here's a big thing. See, people judge stars by the, this is the standard. I'm a star. That's not the standard. The standard hmm. is be a legend in your community. Wow. Be a legend in what you okay. do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you might you might think that, oh, I'm supposed to be here, mm-hmm. when maybe that's not what God has for you. Absolutely. But you might be able to master this realm over here. So take your portion, be okay with it, and continue to invest into you and your knowledge and your skills. That is some game for you. I just wanted to end by saying this book was instrumental for me for uh, the success. And it was to the point, uh, personally, like I just mentioned, it gave me confidence and some comfort knowing um, that intense situations will happen on your journey to success, but they are key in your growth as well as how you handle them without compromising who you are. Yes. And that's what I took for this book, ultimately. Yes. Um, You are a legend. (laughs) You are definitely a a role model to not only the youth, not only the women, but to us all. We can't thank you enough for stopping by and giving us some of your time. We appreciate this opportunity. You are par excellence, Cheryl Cobb. You are par excellence. Thank thank you very much for the opportunity. I'm so humbled. And I'm Ten dirty it. little secrets. Yes. Get your copies. I'll get your right copies. Get now. your copies. Yes. That's my song of the week. Uh, just gels with everything that uh, this episode embodies. So uh, vibe with us and we hope you enjoy it. That's my song. On that shot and they scoring touchdowns on your runway. I'm Texas forever like Bombay and I'm Rambo in I'm Billy Rich like John Jack. I'm Camo in the These thoughts can't clock me nowadays. You wish I was your pound cake. Boy, you know I look good at four. Wish I was your baby mom. Want me to come around and give you good karma, but no. We escalate up in this bitch like elevators. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator.
The business of the week is Herbal Gems. Our cousin Octavia has been ahead of the curve for years, advocating and taking herbal supplements before it was trendy, y'all. She is a registered nurse who has created a natural approach with herbs catered to specific areas of your health. There are four different types of supplements, calm for anxiety and mood support, relief for PMS symptoms, flex for inflammation, back and joint pain relief, and rest, which is a natural sleep aid. And we could all use a good night's sleep. So go over to our website, herbal-gems.com. That's herbal-gems.com to check out her products, where she explains not only what each supplement is, but she also has the ingredients listed as well. She has made it easy for you to choose a sub- supplement best for your needs on her website. I will tell you now, you will not be disappointed in purchasing any of these. They are absolutely amazing. She has taken her time studying and figuring out the best chemistry for our bodies and came out with some gems. So her model is Color Code Your Health. So go ahead and check her out, herbal-gems.com. Or you can also find her on Instagram at Herbal Gems. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in any of these products. Check her out, guys. The quote of the week is, in our choices, we find direction. Thank you guys for vibing with us again here at Lightly Season Podcast. Yes, thanks guys. We genuinely appreciate it. Another happy hour. Um, Thank you, Ms. Cheryl Cobb, for the opportunity. We uh, really enjoyed it. And thank you for the jewels that you dropped on us as well. Yes, my God. It was a pleasure. Um, Beautiful person inside and out yes uh go check her book out you guys please get it right now today's the perfect time now's the perfect time 10 dirty little secrets it is a foundation to uh you success, know success su- exactly to period. success in life period we look forward to you guys tuning in next week for another happy hour with you know your, your girls your los angeles natives Yes, and continue to grow with us and evolve with us. Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for all the love. We genuinely appreciate you. Stay safe. Enjoy your family and friends right now. Lightly Seasoned Podcast, a.k.a. The Fun Girls. The Fun Girls. Bye. Lightly Seasoned Podcast.